Hey guys, I'm gonna make this short and sweet so not to waste time. November 15th, we're kicking off another four-day trading workshop. Registration link is in the show notes. See you there. Hey guys, Killstokes here. In today's podcast, we're gonna take a look back at old school trading versus new school trading and how come the failure rate is still so high despite the massive advantages that we have today. Hey guys, Akil Stokes here. Welcome back to another episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. I got an interesting subject for you guys today. At least it's interesting to me. Hopefully it's interesting to you as well. And it has something to do with the differences in trading over time, yet the similarities in failure rate and what that really means. Uh, But before we get into it, I want to say a big thank you for you guys for supporting. Um, Just got a few messages this morning from people saying that they've just stumbled along the podcast and they've binged listened to like 100 episodes and just how helpful they're finding it, not only in their trading, but in their entrepreneurial ventures and their everyday life as well. And I want to say, I appreciate it. I love the feedback. Thank you uh, for all you guys that support what I'm doing. When you share it, when you retweet it, that helps me out. But also thank you guys for giving me the topics, giving me the motivation and really the inspiration to kind of keep this podcast going after all of these years. I never thought we'd be to episode 600 or, or close to already, but it's uh, man, it's, it's it's been a wild journey, but it, it it's cool and I've grown a lot from it. Um, today's subject really comes from a handful of conversations that I've had over the last few days, and this is typically where most of these trading po- uh, coach podcast subjects come from. When I get different questions that kind of really encapsulate the same subject, I feel like it's important. I feel like many of you guys may be asking the same thing. And a conversation I had this morning with a trader, really, it it dealt with a topic that I'm really sensitive about. I I get offended a little bit. And I'm not saying it's the the person who's asking the question. It's not their fault. Um, But I take a lot of pride in what I do. And that's why I become offended. And it always starts off by saying, hey, Akil, can you teach me your strategy or or can I do this based off your strategies? Or if I sign up for tier one and learn these strategies, how much can I make? And it offends me because, you know, I don't see myself as a strategy teacher. Don't get me wrong. We have a, a full course, right? Packed with tons of strategies that um, we teach you. But if you've been anywhere around the tier one trading platform, you know that the real agenda isn't to teach you what to trade, but to teach you how to trade. And all of the courses leading up to the one that teaches you about the strategies is about the basics of the market, um, just from a, a fundamental perspective, the basics of the market from a technical perspective. We start at the lowest point of like understanding how to read a single candlestick to multi-candlesticks to trends and and really developing those foundational skills that are needed to be a chartist, to be someone who is good at technical analysis. The strategies come secondary and even with the strategies right we're never saying that hey this is a plug and play type strategy we're saying here's a strategy we encourage you to learn it to test it to tweak it 
to modify it, to develop your own portfolio, learn your own risk management, money management rules, and really make it your own based on your philosophy and personality. And if you're not interested in one of our strategies, again, the skills that we teach you will allow you to develop your own strategies. And after the strategy course, we're dealing with psychology and money management and all that fun stuff. So we're, it, it, again, I, I don't think of myself as just like a, a signal service person or someone that's selling strategies. It, again, it offends me because I see so many of those scammers out there on the internet. Um, but I do understand why people ask that question. And in this specific conversation, I'm talking with this person and, and we keep, he keeps coming, you know, with your strategy, can I make 30 to 40 percent? With your strategy, can I do, do this? And I'm, I'm trying to tell this person like, hey, um, if you're going to sign up with us, right, you need to change your mindset. Right. Right now, all I hear is, will this strategy do this? Will this strategy do that? You're looking for the answer. I'm not here to give you an answer. And in all honesty, I don't want you on the platform. You're not going to be a good fit for our community if that's all you want. We're looking for people who want to learn how to trade. So I kind of keep emphasizing that. How long will it take me to get past your course? I'm like, well, we say at least three months to go through the entire course material. Well, what if I just want to learn the strategy part? I'm like, oh, and so I spent a long part of my journey struggling because like many others out there, and this is why I understand the comments, I, I spent a long time focusing or, or searching, <laughs> um, hunting, uh, trying to find what secret strategy to trade instead of learning how to trade. And after lots of ups and downs, more downs and ups, I, I figured out the secret to success was actually becoming skilled at the market and learning how to trade. And if you learn how to trade, you can take really any strategy and, and, and make it profitable to different degrees, obviously, but you can take almost any strategy that has a, a positive expectancy and then maximize it. And I still find it interesting that, well, I don't find it interesting. I, I, well, I do find it interesting. It's not surprising that um, most people don't think that way because society in general, you know, we want kind of the quick fix. We want the answer. We want to put in no hard work and, and no effort um, and just get the result. And, and, and trading isn't like that. And to be a successful trader, I think you need to be a student of the game. And for me personally, I still go back and I do continued education. And I just bought this cool book the other day um, by Anna Cooling. It was one that was on my list for a long time. I just I never actually pulled the trigger until I was speaking to someone on Instagram. Um, but it's called um, A Complete Guide to Volume Price Analysis. And Volume is an interesting subject when it comes to me, and this is, you know, hopefully it shows a little bit of the growth and, and the ability to have a growth mindset and admit when you may be wrong. Because at the very beginning of my career, I was asked about a lot about volume, and I was highly against volume. I, I was my, my heels were dug into the sand, saying volume in the forex market specifically, right? Not in the stock market. I understand that, but in the forex market specifically, is irrelevant. And the reason for that is that we don't, there's no central bank, there's no central market. So the data that's given in the Forex market is only data based on the individual data provider. So if you have five different data providers, right, they may and they will be providing five different quotes, which means if you have volume on your screen, you're only getting the volume from that specific data provider, and it doesn't really give you the full picture. And coming from the stock market first, it, it always, I, I didn't trust not seeing the full picture. Right? You know, I didn't really trust the volume from one data provider because that doesn't necessarily tell me what's happening at with another data provider, and that doesn't give me a full story about the market. Now, over time, so, oh, so I thought it was stupid, right? Over time, my thoughts have shifted a little bit. 
And a lot of it is growing up and becoming more educated and, and going off into a journey and, and just learning more about volume. Um, but a lot of it is also the changes that have happened in Forex, at least specifically here in the U.S., where a lot of the scammier brokers and data providers have been shut down as, as we get more regulated. So there's less and less data providers out there, which means that more and more people are, are getting information or using the same brokers or the same data providers, which in turn makes the volume from that one or that those handful of data providers more relevant because it, it, it takes in part a bigger sample size than, you know, imagine like, you know, if you had 50 different data providers and 50 different, and you know, you have, uh, you know, volume split between 50 different people, right? It's like, uh, I don't really know what's moving the market. If all of a sudden those 50 become five, well, now the sample size of one probably represents more similar to the sample size of all the others, which does give it more relevance. So, over the past year or so, I've been digging more into it. And this book was on my list for a while. And I finally opened it up. And in the book, right, it starts off with kind of a, a background information about stock trading in the old days, right, uh, and reading the tape. And, and this was something that I learned um, from what's the first book I read about it in uh, Reminiscences of a Stock Operator. I, I learned about it from Mike Bellifiori and, and, and One Good Trade and whatnot. And reading the tape was it's, it's an old school way before there were charts. Imagine like you're actually on the floor and, and you're actually reading the ticker, right? You're, the information is coming across the tape, the ticker, and you're 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 basically establishing um, predictions or getting a or visualizing what's happening in the market based on that. And what makes this even harder, right? Because you can imagine, you know, we're spoiled right now. In, in these days, we have instant access to anything, right? So I have a, a technical chart on my screen in front of me. Um, as soon as something happens in the market, you know, in a split second, it is represented on my chart. Back then, there's a massive delay. By the time everything gets, you know, by the time you see something tick across the, the, the tape, who knows how long it was before that actually happened. Um, in fact, uh, one of my trading mentors, Todd Brown, and, and this is this gave me a unique insight of this situation. He was a trader that was really tasked with helping floor traders um, make the shift from the floor to computers, right? When there was the big shift to kind of everyone going electronical and, and not, you know, not necessarily being in the pit and all that stuff, because it's a, it's a different vibe down there. You're really kind of reading the emotion of other traders, right? Crowd psychology type of stuff. When you're on a computer, you know, I, I guess we can, you know, I teach candlestick analysis. So I, I teach about like reading the, the psychology of the market from a single candlestick and tick by tick and all that fun stuff. But it's not the same of seeing like the fear and the greed and the panic that comes from a fellow human being. And, and that is what drives the market, guys. It, the market is a representation of all of the buyers and sellers and we are human. So how we react emotionally can tell you a lot about what's to come or what has come in the market. And he told me a lot of war stories about how difficult it was to make that transition from people that spent their entire life on the floor to a computer. Now you fast forward many years and I think you would agree that we're at a distinct advantage. We have so much more information at our hands than they did in the past. And, and it comes at a much quicker rate. But what I find interesting, and I don't know the success and, and, and failure rates of um, the past, but I find interesting that despite us having more knowledge, more technology, just just we're, we're put in a better position to be successful. I think we can all agree with that, right? We're, we're, we have 
all the tools in front of us to be successful. Yet, the failure rate is still so very high. It doesn't seem, and again, I don't know the numbers, so you'd have to look at a study of this, but you know, the failure rate that we still have in this time and day is it seems to not have changed. And the conclusion that I, I, I take from that or I make from that, and this goes to the end of the conversation I have with the trader earlier, is it doesn't really matter what type of trader you are. It doesn't matter if you're fundamental, if you're technical. It doesn't matter if you're a systems trader, a mechanical trader, or a discretionary trader. It doesn't matter if you are a, I had another conversation, a trend, someone said you have to be with the trend. It doesn't matter whether you're a trend trader or a counter trend trader. It doesn't matter whether you're using astrology, right? You have great books for you guys that are new if you haven't read it, beginner books like Market Wizards. They interview some of the best traders in the world, right? And they all use different methods. Um, Richard Dennis and the turtle traders. Um, if you do some research on that kind of experiment, it's taking random traders and giving them the same system, but they all get different results. And if that proves anything, it proves that at the end of the day, success and failure isn't about any of this stuff. It isn't about technology. It isn't about system or strategy or age or race or gender of all that stuff. It comes down to something very simple. It's you. How skilled are you? And if you are extremely skilled, you are going to be successful. Now, when I say skilled, I mean skilled at all aspects. So skilled at the charts, skilled at managing your mind state. So trading psychology as well. But if you are skilled, you're going to be good and you'll find a way to be good. If you aren't skilled, if you don't take time to work and develop on those skills, you're going to be bad. And it doesn't matter if you have the most expensive trading machine out there, if you're spending $1,000 a month on Bloomberg Terminal or, or Reuters, um, was it Icon, Econ, I forgot what the name was, but if you're spending $1,000 on charting packages that give you up-to-date news, none of that matters if you're not skilled. So if you're a newer trader out there, if you're a struggling trader out there, stop worrying about secret strategies. Stop asking questions saying, well, how much can I make with this strategy? Or do I have to follow the trend? Or do I have to be counter trend? Or do I have to do this? Do I have to automate everything? Can I be discretionary, right? Don't worry about all of that stuff because all of it is irrelevant. The only question that you need to ask yourself is, am I willing to invest the time and the energy necessary to be good? guys enjoyed the podcast if you want to join our community head over to www.tier1trading.com i recommend doing two things one check out the free training that's available it's called the truth about forex trading and two sign up for that 14-day trial membership get on the platform interact with our community take some courses join some live rooms download some softwares and take advantage of your 14 days on the most amazing trading platform in the world